Eric. I'm not in a cafe. I am back with full internet this week. Uh, you don't hear every single person, you know, making an espresso in the background. Nice to be back. How, uh, so how was your, what, how long were you gone? Like three months, four months? <laughs> okay. Well, two weeks, two weeks. And here's sure. the, here's the terrible part. I'm here for a week and then I'm going on vacation again to Maine for two weeks. But you know what, Patrick, you know, you know, you're a boss and I'm a boss. When you're a boss, you make your own rules. Yeah. I mean, listen, maternity leave's good, right? <laughs> I know. I think it's going to be coming to an end. So that's why I'm going to enjoy you know, and we planned all these vacations kind of when quarantine, you know, quarantine was still happening, right? So you now, How come you came back for a week? Why don't you just go from Michigan to Maine? Because I've been hired to do Goodwill's corporate podcast. Oh, nice. So I'm, I'm, the next three days after today, I will be recording that in D.C. And they, they have a sustainability, uh, basically all the things that Goodwill do, so, or does. So I'm going to be recording that. So that's why I'm back, and then I'm going on vacation again. But in the meantime, we can do our podcast. How I want an update though. How's the studio coming? I hear I hear good things that uh, it's coming along and it's super nice. The studio, we are getting close. I'm not going to say an official launch date yet, but I could tell you it's um, it's getting close. And it's it's state of the art everything. Um, so I'm assuming you know it's taking a long time, right, for everyone to learn all the new high end high tech equipment. So we've been training for obviously several months. We've run parallel operations. I mean, you know, working out the kinks. You know, we're not going to be promoting the launch. Uh, it's going to take a few months. You know, once you're on the air, there's going to be some hiccups. Oh yeah, workflows. It's new technology. It's IP based technology. Uh, you know, new control rooms, different different configurations. Um, Obviously, new studio, new set. Uh, so, you know, listen, I hope people are patient. It's not going to be like, oh, we're on the air and everything's going to run smooth. We expect some hiccups, right? So, you know, I would say, you know, we'll, we'll do a slow roll and then, um, you know, kick it into high gear right after Labor Day is kind of what I'm figuring, you know. I mean, we have, we have uh, augmented reality in this new set. We have... What's augmented reality? What does that mean? Like virtual reality. Like, so you could, you know. Virtual it, it, reality. What are we going to be going there and like creating our own worlds? <laughs> yes, exactly right. So, you know, if <laughs> if you want to come in and, and you, you do your podcast in the, in the you know, AR, VR area, we could, we could have you sitting in Maine. You actually don't have to drive to Maine, but we could put you in Maine. Okay, you are kind of like the Jeff Bezos of news GMs. You know, you could launch a rocket from this place. You you rag on Jeff Bezos, but, you know, you're beginning to parallel a little of his stuff. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I mean, our bank accounts are about the same, um, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe the way, foxes in general. I, I, ju- I just watched Blue Origin go up and come down, and I honestly could care a lot. Like, it was whatever. <laughs> Like whatever, totally. I just went to space. I, I'm kind of with you. I've sort of loosely followed this. And what's up with it? Didn't some kid from Sweden I, pay like twelve million dollars to go with him or some crap? No, some guy paid twenty eight million and then couldn't make it, so an eighteen year old went. I don't know. Who cares? I will say though, if I'm reading the tea leaves correctly, okay, I do think uh, Branson's plane concept versus Bezos's rocket type concept. All right. Is better. 
because I do think that Branson's technology, and I'm sure Bezos's technology, I don't mean their individual, whoever's creating it. I, I think Branson's could lead to supersonic flights, like true, like Tokyo in an hour and a half, two hours. God, where, can you imagine? Where, where Bezos is like, you go up and you come down and you pay a lot of money to see space. But I, I think the, the other one has more potential application down the road, but I don't, you know, who the hell knows? What do I know? God, wouldn't that be I have crazy? To, I have to hire somebody to like, you know, fix my grill. So, <laughs> uh, well, so, you know. so the trip was good. You're the back. trip was good. Hey, you know what though? But I don't, I don't remember this, but I found out that I'm actually a decent cornhole player. And then you yes. were saying that you've actually won cornhole championships. I have. I, I yeah. didn't so know this. I used to, we used to enter a cornhole, um, tournament each memorial day wait you and, I, you know, and I, Kristen, or who is your partner well no Kristen was not my partner because again we would have probably killed each other we're both extremely competitive she's very she's also a very good player though but um me and then each year kind of was different somebody different okay. and um i think we won i think i won three years in a row uh, and then lost unexpectedly got upset like two years ago in the finals. Yeah. It was very, uh, very disheartening. You are that, I had no idea you were that good of a cornhole player. Oh, I mean, pretty. Yeah. I I mean, I I couldn't be on the tour, but they don't miss, but I'm pretty good. Wow. I had no idea. I'm a bet. I'm a, so I was in a dart league too, which you probably, what? I just fell off your chair. Yes. I, um, I'm, I'm better I'm better at cornhole than darts. I haven't played darts in so long. Actually, I played in my daughter and her fiance's basement like a month ago and was terrible. Well, and, like it didn't come back. You know what I mean? It was it's a lost skill I used to have. So. <laughs> it's not like riding a bike. You don't just like pick it back up, apparently. Uh, I'd have to play, I think, a few more times. Who knew that you were a cornhole? Ch- I had no idea. That is yeah. amazing. Wow. Yeah. Got, you got to lead with that in our meetings. I had no there's idea. There's a trophy and everything, yeah. What? And actually, it's like the Stanley Cup. The trophy goes year over year, and pe- they write the winners on it. It's awesome. Okay. Well, anyway, I had so much fun. Anyway. I mean, we had no internet, so I had to do something else. So we played a lot of games of cornhole. I really enjoyed it. How'd you do? Uh well, good, good. I'd never played. I mean, I was not the best. There were some. There were some really good cornhole people there. Uh, in I our- would assume so in Northern Michigan. Well, and Dan's family, 50 of us all vacation together. So what? 50 family members. Yes. At the same place? The same place. All of us together. So he so has. Like, were you in the same room with 50 people? No. Sleeping and stuff? No. They they find. We all vacation together every year. And then they find locations that essentially can house like, you know, 50 people. Right. So. So like, are these houses like Airbnbs? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, this time it was cabins. So there were all these okay. different like cabins. And uh, so there were some cousins there that were in their 20s and they were good. They're very good cornhole players. And then his uncle Marty was really good too. So I was like, okay. So Marty and I teamed up and then we, we took on a couple people. But we also took on some 10-year-olds. I don't even have 50 family members. Never mind vacation. <laughs> I, I You don't? Really? Kristen, Kristen doesn't come from a bigger family? No. Both very small. I The thought of vacation with 50 people, never mind family members, like 
just gives me complete anxiety. Well, complete. you know what? Pretty soon you're going to be a actually, grandfather. I, I actually might need therapy, the fact that you even just said that you vacation with 50 people. Well, it's not like you do every single thing with all 50 people. You know, everyone has their own cottage. You know, you go to the beach. Some people go, you know, do a different yeah. things. Okay. You better get used to it. You're going to have those grandkids soon. You're going to be schlepping them around everywhere. Right. Yeah, that's different than 50 other strangers. Well, get ready. Do you, do, honestly, do you know all 50 people? Yeah, yeah. We've been doing, they have family vacation together. I mean, the family has grown, right? Because like yeah, grandkids. Right. Kids and have kids and yeah, get married it. and their spouses or whatever, right? Anybody die yet? Yes, yes. They've had some family members pass, sadly. Yes. So they've been doing it for 40 years. Oh, my 40 gosh. years. They all vacation together. I know. That's it's, a nice tradition. That is. They love it. My husband's all about traditions. There it is. No, yeah. Don't sign me up. <laughs> okay. Guess we won't be inviting you to Not the that cornhole, I'm in your family, but. The Cornhole Championship. <laughs> well, depends. I will fl- I you know might- what? I'll fly in on my uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, Bezos's <laughs> rocket just to play in the cornhole, and then I'll leave. I want you on my team. How cool okay. would that be? I come down in like some like hey, Avenger, Avenger supersonic jet land. Actually, I might do this next year for the cornhole tournament that we had. I just might fly you in for the day to yeah, to play. Everybody, my boss. Okay, <laughs> here Everybody, he is. Everybody, this is. Um, <laughs> Anyway. Okay. Well, look, um, we have so much to cover per usual. Um, I feel like we should just keep this going because we talk about it every week. But L.A. County now saying masks again. If you are vaccinated, unvaccinated, the sheriff, it's the it is the sheriff right there. Right. Villanueva uh, has said he's not going to mandate it. Good. We also had there was also another announcement about elementary schools should require kids to wear masks as the Delta variant continues to spread Uh, in California. Again, in Los Angeles, hospitalizations are up. You know, people getting COVID is up. So what do you say to this, Patrick? Because now it does seem like even and in Los Los Angeles County, fifty percent of everybody have had two vaccinations, mm-hmm. fully vaccinated. So, what are your thoughts on all this? It's complete lunacy. It's complete idiotic overreaction, overcorrection. It is an utter embarrassment that L.A. County and and who knows other counties may do it now reinstitute mask mandates for vaccinated individuals it is wrong on so many levels one they don't need it according to the cdc two you're going to tell people who went out did the right thing and got vaccinated oh by the way you're going to now have to protect and lose your in essence rights because you got vaccinated you got to protect the unvaccinated lunacy it's, well, it's we, on, okay. well, hold up, one hunt. So the ABC station in LA had an exclusive story. 100% of the COVID-related hospitalizations in LA County are unvaccinated individuals. There's not one COVID hospitalization in LA County of a vaccinated person. Yet you're going to tell them they have to wear masks to protect the unvaccinated. So you know what you're doing? You're penalizing those who did the right thing. You're 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 going to slow the vaccination need anymore. You're better off saying, "Hey, unvaccinated, you can't come in places unless you have a card, passports, whatever you want to call it." That's the way to go. 
what they're doing is they're appeasing or penalizing everyone. Zero sense, lunacy. I don't care about the unvaccinated. I don't mean that. And like, my job is not to protect the unvaccinated. If you choose a personal choice to not get vaccinated, then it's on you. It's like not, you know, not wearing a seatbelt, not doing whatever. I don't care about you. I don't. I don't. Okay. And that doesn't mean. And that doesn't mean I don't like. Like I listen. I have people I like who have chosen to not get vaccinated, but that's their choice. And if you get sick and go to the hospital, sorry, sorry. The Delta variant, the the, the craziness is overblown. The other thing that media is doing is they're feeding the narrative using percentages. All right, oh, how? Give me, give me an example. Oh, like uh, cases are up fifty percent. Okay, from an all-time low. They're still 400% less than they were at the height, right? How about we talk real numbers? What are the real numbers? And then make decisions based on that. Uh, listen, I, I, I am, it's so frustrating. And listen, I don't live there. I hope this, I hope where we live doesn't move in this direction. I just think it's just a terrible, terrible precedent to set. Because these people, number one, they don't want to wear masks for the most part. Number two, they're not going to go out and then get vaccinated because they're like, okay, now we're with everyone else. So you don't feel like as a society, we we have an obligation to zero, zero, (laughs) utter. No, you know what? No, no, no. Society has served their purpose. Government has served. They've made vaccinations available. They've given the resources to those who want to get vaccinated a chance. They've provided the resources, the information, the knowledge, in some cases, transportation, access, whatever they need, free. So, so, so that's what society should have done, and they did it. That's enough. Sorry. At some point, there's risk-reward in this. But I, I guess it's very we, conf- we, we, for, we, we no, We're no longer assessing the risk. We're just making policy, right? Helmets, people speed. Listen, sorry. Like, you're not going to protect everyone from everyone. And as a vaccinated individual, based on all the data so far, it's they're extremely reliable. They work exceedingly well. I'm not going to get sick. I may get a cold. I may feel a little off. Stay home a few days. I'm going to be fine. No different than a cold or a flu. I'm sorry. Screw the unvaccinated. If they get sick, sorry. How do you feel about, I mean, do you think this is a little fake outrage because you do have Los Angeles County Sheriff and, you know, they're saying, look, we're not even going to, we're not even going to really. Yeah, but the businesses have to. And, you know, I I think what they mean is like, if they see somebody without a mask inside, they're not going to arrest them, but the businesses will have to enforce it. So now, and again, you know, it's not like, Okay, you get you go in, you sit down, you take off your mask to eat or whatever. It's in restaurants, stores. I, I just here's the thing, and we can move on because we spend every. You know, I know too we spend a lot of time on this. Yeah. Tell me the science behind. It. Tell me why, as a vaccinated person, I have to wear a mask. Well, there isn't a science, which is why. Okay, the so sheriff- then, then there should be no freaking policy. There's no science. 
move on. The only reason is to protect the unvaccinated. Right. That's wrong. really why. 100% wrong. Okay. Let's move on. How do you feel about, um, you know, the Olympics continue to move forward in Tokyo despite you have athletes testing positive for um, COVID, some of them even vaccinated. Um, Toyota has pulled all their ads in Japan because they feel like it's, you know, it's controversial. A lot of people in Japan do not want the Olympics to go on because they're dealing with COVID there. Do you, I don't know. Do you have any strong feelings about it? Um no, I, I think it's going to be like all the other leagues that tried to, you know, that did the best they could to keep their sports and, and events moving forward. I think at the end of the day, they'll have the Olympics, you know, and this is going to sound self-serving because as, you know, Fox, we don't have the Olympics. NBC has the Olympics. Okay. It's a, it's really not a desirable year to be advertising or have the Olympics. I'm sure NBC isn't thrilled with what's going on. Um, you know, there'll be some great moments, but it's just, I think, like we saw with all the other leagues, um, it, it just has like a negative overtone to it. Um but you don't know, you listen, feel- I think if the Olympics, if the Olympics had been in the United States this year, I think it'd be completely different because as uh, you know, we're much further along. I mean, it's shocking to me how far Japan is behind in terms of vaccinations. Knowing they had the Olympics, right. I would have thought that you know, being you know, you know, an advanced country, they would have figured that out and got their hands on more vaccinations and rolled them out better than they have. Uh, the the sad thing with the Olympics is even if they're vaccinated if they they're going to be tested all the time if they test positive even though again they're not going to get sick they're not going to be able to compete and olympics is you know the united states sends three swimmers in a particular you know the 50 meter swim or the 100 meter swim so if one or two test positive or all three they're out it's not like a team thing now you know you you have obviously have the nba players i mean the, the men's team the women's team soccer men there's, there's a bunch of team volleyball sports and other things. So some of those teams can afford to lose one or two players. But if you're an individual athlete and you, you know, like, you know, Coco Goff, I believe, tennis player, she tested positive. And I, I, I think it's just going to be tough. You yeah. know, um, they probably should have canceled it. Honestly, they probably should have moved it to one more year or, you know, another six months. Right. I guess it'd be cold in Japan. Then it can't have the summer Olympics. But to me, they probably should have waited a little longer to the vaccination rates. Got um, especially if no one's traveling there. Why not wait? Right. Why? Why? Why not wait? Why force it into these two weeks? Um, you're ha- the NBA still playing at the end of July, a year later after, you know, right. the, the first covid cancellation and and bubble NBA stuff. So all these leagues have been, you know, shifted. I I just, I don't know. No, it does seem it's, it seems like it's a real mess, right? It, it And it seems like maybe the usual excitement of the Olympics is way overshadowed by the controversy. Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, I kind I watch some Olympic events. I kind of get into the athletes. So if I'm not really interested in one of the athletes, I'm not really like, like, yeah, I like this. I'm going to, I probably, if, if, you know, if I can, I might wake up tomorrow morning at four 30, the women's soccer team plays. I enjoy watching them play. So they play live at four 30. Uh, so I'll, you know, I'll set my alarm. We'll see if I get up. <laughs> right. Right. If you're feeling but, you it, know, like things like that, I'll tune in. 
but I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm never a big Olympic watcher anyway. I used to be um, figure skating with Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. Like those were oh, yeah. the days. I mean, those 19, were the heydays. Was that 19? Was that 80? 80? Yeah. Um, no, I the nineties, the nineties. When was that? 94? Like 94, 94, 94, 95. Okay. 80, 80 was the, uh, miracle on ice. Amazing. I, and I mean, I was really into the Michael Phelps days too. Like Michael Phelps. Yeah, was, listen, the guy was, fin- I mean, he was yeah, amazing. Uh, I mean, they're, they're fantastic. I mean, I, I don't think people realize because everyone's everyone, you know, even basketball or baseball, people even recreate recreationally will play those sports, but I'm not going to do uneven bars ever. Right. I, I don't think we realize how good Simone Biles is. Oh, epic. Right. So, okay. So there's somebody like, I would watch. Maybe like, the she's best the greatest ever, of all time. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Her, I mean, obviously Mary Lou and you know, yeah, but Simone's gone like way uh, beyond. I can't remember who was the um, other one. There's like, three that are in the like oh, list I, of, uh, I know who you're talking about too. Yeah. yeah Simone, it's going to bother me. I'll think of it. But, okay. Uh, like I would no, watch, I mean, if she, she, like she's an amazing, amazing athlete. It was interesting real quick. And then we can move on from Olympics. I read an article or she, she did an interview or, or came out with a quote that, and it's, we've had this debate, you and I on this, and I don't, I don't believe like gymnastics and figure skating are sports. And that's not a negative thing. What? Let, let, no, no. Let me let me finish. The, to me, they're they're competitions, the athletic competitions. They're not sports, because the judging part of it, for me, takes out of the definition of true sports. To me, it's a judged athletic competition. Fantastic athletes, amazing. Don't get me wrong, but it's not sports. You can't have a clear winner and loser on the field, so it's not sports to me. And Simone was saying that because she's so good right now, her de- degree of difficulty on her, her her floor routine and stuff, and her and her vaults and her and her uneven bars and all that stuff, is they're lowering the degree of difficulty because it's Simone. Where if anybody else, like another athlete, it would be a much higher degree of difficulty. So she says she's getting basically screwed because she's so good. Which is kind of an is interesting, and that that to me that's problematic. You would think it would be like an absolute standard. Like if you're doing these three things, it's a five. Whatever. I'm making numbers up now. I have no idea how it works. But well, isn't there? Aren't there some things like that? Just everything gets general points. Like if you do, you know. Yeah, like, but then depending if you do like a triple whatever, yeah, or triple a double axle, or double side lines. mount, whatever. I don't. Oh my God! You're gonna get so much hate for that. It's clearly a no, sport. No, no, they're not sports. What? I stand a hundred percent by that. It's, oh my God! They're tremendous athletic competitions. No, they're that not like sports, that, though. saying that like equates it to like a pageant. Like it's it's way beyond a pageant. No, like the amount of sacrifice. It's an athletic pageant is really what it is. Oh my God! That's so insulting. No, no, way. it's not. How is it sports? I, Anything that requires athleticism, that requires no. training. The definite, I can beat you on the field. So boxing is yeah, a Yeah, but comment. I can right. beat you oh, on the on. high bars. Let, let me, no, you could beat me because judges said you beat me. I can't beat you on the high bars. Oh, okay. I can't beat you one-on-one. I cannot. It's So boxing is a combination of both. I can knock you out and win. That's a sport. But once it goes to the judges... 
It's a competition. But you have referees that make calls that impact, and they're but, making calls sometimes like based on their own. Oh, but but I could still score more points than you, right? I could still not, you know, I could still win one nothing, right? <sighs> yeah, but sometimes that, okay, that could be screwed. That's insane. It is totally a sport. It's not. Figures. It's not. But there are definitely benchmarks that you have to make that Okay, are, by the way, I'm not you don't don't make this more than I'm saying. They're extremely talented athletes. They are the best in the world at their event, but it's not a sport. I for for me to be called a sport, I can beat you on the field. With one on one, I can beat you. You know I won. The the average person knows I won because I have more points. Okay. I can beat you in cornhole. Cornhole's a sport. <laughs> Tennis sport. Gymnastics, figure skating. Okay. If you boxing, look up. By, by the way, swimming sport, diving not a sport. It is a sport. Yeah. Not a sport. There's not a sport. Diving has absolute points. There's like a point system. It's that's a sport. It's judged though. Okay, if you Google the definition of sport, it's an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. That uh, is the definition of a sport. It's a sport. Uh-huh. All right. It's not a sport. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> all right. We'll go a little bit more serious because this this was like so bothersome to me. And then also like, I don't know. It just reflects, I guess, what's going on in major cities. The shooting outside Nats Park this yes. past week, weekend. Wow, that's a quick, that's a quick turn. But okay. What is, okay. No, what no, no I'm saying say? we went from like, you know, sport, not a sport to shooting outside of Nats Park. But Sorry. it's a good segue to sports. That's good. You know what? This show we could, we can do that. We pivot we real quick. That. We're ta- we're talented. We're talented. We pivot very quickly. Uh, how do you, I mean? Uh, like, isn't that insane? The, the 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 insanity. I mean, they were opening up the dugouts to let people. I mean, so, is that where we're at as a society? And I'm just so well, infuriated. Yeah, I listen. I'm I'm extremely infuriated on a, on a lot of levels. So I'm going to go on a diatribe now, but. The violence in our cities is out of control. We've talked about it before. I think we talked about it last week, Sarah. These mayors, the, the, all the rhetoric from defund the police, whether it was real, not real, cops being vilified, even good cops, the profession being crucified, mayors and, and city council individuals not supporting police, police reforms being done by people who aren't law enforcement, uh, you know, there needs, so I believe there was the Detroit police commission where Detroit's bucking the trend of major cities having in, insane increases in, in, in violent crimes because he said he has stuck to community policing, not aggressive policing, community policing. And if you look at Detroit, it's, it's actually going in the right direction. It's a very good turnaround. Unlike Baltimore, obviously Baltimore has always had high crime rates. New York, Philadelphia had their 300th murder. I believe it was on July 10th. That's insanity. The highest total ever on that date or by that date. Washington hit a benchmark. I believe it was 100 murders. You had a six-year-old girl killed, I believe, the day before the Nats shooting. Um, The mayor came out yesterday and said, 
all overtime necessary to stem the violence. You have 12, 13, 14, 15 year olds don't care. They're just shooting. They're, they're carjacking. They're beating people up, robbing. People aren't getting prosecuted. Like it has to change, you know, and, and you know, this is going to sound, I gotta be careful how I say this. So there are certain guns that need to be eliminated from society. I believe that. Okay. You know, you know, you know, automated AR-15. I'm with you. Okay. So far, that's not controversial to me. I'm with you a hundred percent. But the narrative, every time something happens like this, that it's guns, guns, guns has hurt us because there are societal issues. There are police issues. There are leadership issues causing the excessive increase in violent crime. So, you know, you know, and, and many on the left are the first ones who come out and say, oh, I got to get the guns off the street. Well, you know what? It's not the gun. Like this isn't this is violent crime, illegal guns. These aren't legal gun owners going into these cities and shooting up Nats Park or outside Nats Park. So I, listen, I, you can't have that in a city or the city's done. If people are afraid to go to Nats Park, if people are afraid to go to Mission uh, Restaurant downtown, if people are afraid to go to the Smithsonian, if people are afraid to walk around DuPont Circle, and again, violence can happen anywhere. I'm not talking about the random like once every six months act, but a constant increase of where you don't know, even if we're in a safe, which you perceive to be walking from Nats Park to the DC United game as a safe walk. And it's not, well, your city's toast, done, toast. Businesses will move out. People won't come in. It's toast. So they have to get control of it. They owe it to their citizens to get control of it. They owe it to the people visiting. And they, they certainly owe it to the business and the economy. And it, they have to move in that direction. I mean, you know, and it, it's sad that it's all the major cities. It is. I mean, cool. New York's a New York's a New York's a disaster. Philly, I told you this a year ago when I went to Philly. It was not the Philly I remembered. It, yeah, buildings boarded up. Now, granted, it was COVID, so I don't know how much is COVID, and, but just just you felt unsafe walking on Market Street in Philadelphia. You felt unsafe. Hey, like, I don't think anything you said was controversial. No, I agree I, with you. I, I just, I, I guess my point was like, there's gun reform. There, there's like 10 things that need to be done. Sure. Gun reform, one of them. Absolutely. But it also goes with prosecuting people with illegal weapons, like not letting them go, not like prosecuting, you know, the, 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 the low level crimes. I'm not saying they got to go to jail, but they need to have consequences. Uh, you know, well, a, fif- a 15 or 16 year old that carjacks somebody or a 16 year old that shoots somebody they're an adult, they go to jail for 10 years, 20, like enough. Like it, it, they have to get control. Of this. I think to to your point, what you're saying, and I, I agree with this part is a lot of people come out and they're like, you know, more gun control, more gun control. But part of the gun control is also 
pretty active police, you know, police searches. Right. Police. A lot of the things that then people don't want to see, which is like stop and frisk, you know, things that that in the past people have said, well, these target individuals. Um, But, you know, and, and they do target individuals. But to your point, it's like you have to do some aggressive policing if you want a reduction in gun violence. It. You know, I mean, people will probably debate that, but there's there's multiple steps that have to be taken, and then lots of people don't like all those steps. So, yeah, it was really sad to see that. I mean, very yeah, I scary. Think, I, it's interesting if you if if those who are listening go go look at some of the things that um, um, the Detroit police commissioner or police chief, whatever his title is, has said about uh, you know the various crime in his city and how they've really you know what they don't put a blunt they don't put blinders on to what the crime is whether it's black on black or um you know gangs or uh, you know whatever you know they're facing it they're realizing it and they're trying to get guns off the street they're working with the community community programs community outreach sure sure i mean you got to do a lot with the youth yeah you know of kids that don't have a lot of opportunities i mean yeah i mean in impoverished kids inner city i mean it's really hard where is the outrage on 300 murders in philadelphia like like there needs to be serious serious outrage right And, and maybe there is i mean i don't live there anymore but I don't, to me, 300 murders by July, that should lead all the newscasts, right? That's, I mean, I'm sure it did in Philadelphia, but I'm talking about even network news. Like, that's terrible. Like, 300 lives. Yeah, 300 <laughs> yeah. lives. That's a great point. Um, all right, let's... let's... And, and, and more. I mean, I believe they interviewed a woman. And the only reason I'm so into the Philadelphia thing was because actually I went to New Jersey this past weekend and... Um, when I was driving, I was listening to KYW radio and they were interviewing a woman who had like her son killed mm. like two months ago in a shooting. And then like that Friday, her nephew, like, like, so like their whole lot, their whole family, their whole lives are like, Ru- changed. I know changed, ruined, sad forever and ever. Yes. Yeah. And, and you're right, where is like more outrage to, towards that? And I just think it was a really sad weekend in D.C. because it's like, damn, to see all those images and video at Nats I mean, Park. To go from and- a six-year-old being killed to then, you know, see these people who, um, who so Joe DiCipio's daughter was in the in the stadium and you know, he was texting me as it was going on. It was just scary, scary stuff. I know. And it makes and, you and not like, want to oh, go to a know, Nats Some people game. will be like, oh, they overreacted. No, they didn't. It was so loud. It was right outside the third base line where it's kind of open air. They didn't know if it was inside or not. Yeah. No, it's it was really difficult to read that. I want to ask your thoughts on so the the first guy in the Capitol riots, the insurgents that happened or insurrection that happened on the Capitol in January. So the first rioter who breached um, the Senate got eight months for a felony. He was a crane operator from Florida. Uh, They had asked for, I guess. I, it was up to 18 months. He was sentenced to eight. And um, Paul Hodgkins is his name, 38 years old. Um, what do you what do you think about that? Do you, you know, this is kind of like leading a precedent. Now, I, I guess maybe on this, his attorney tried to argue that he was not one of the ringleaders of this, got caught up in the moment. 
Of yeah. course, his attorney says this will ruin his life. You know, he's got to go back to Tampa, Florida, tell his, you know, tell his employer he may not have a job, um, that, you know, he hadn't committed a crime, I don't believe, prior. Um, so what do you, how do you feel about this? Well, I don't care about all that because he did what he did. Um you know, the law is strange. Sentencing guidelines are very strange depending on the state and, and, and what crimes you're specifically being prosecuted for and then found guilty of. I believe he cut a deal in this case, right? Or was he convicted? I don't remember, to be honest with you. Uh, eight months, I think, to most people are going to probably say that seems very light for storming the Capitol. Mm-hmm and trying to create chaos, insurrection, or whatever you did. Uh, I would think a year probably would be the right number, at least. Uh, eight months seems light to me. I think he, I believe it was eight months, and then he has two years probation. Okay, yeah, I think you're right, too. I'm just looking to see if he cut a deal, or I, I don't think he did, but... I think he was found guilty. So ba- probably based on sentencing guidelines, he was given eight months. Uh, if he truly wasn't a ringleader and he kind of was just following with the rest of the crowd and went in and there's no specific violent act tied to him, I would say eight months to a year is about where I would have thought it would come down. Now, if he was, you know, one, you know, one of the first ones in or was, you know, organized it pre, pre it was premeditated on, you know, let if let's say he was part of the planning premeditation of it and committed violence inside well then i think you know to me it should be you know two to five hell yeah I, i think they should throw the book at all these people i mean whether they okay to our point that we were arguing you know i mean you're a juvenile who ends up murdering somebody you know full extent these people breached our capital yeah, uh, i agree i agree you know absolutely well, i think I'm, they should get the fullest I sentences i just i i think they're trying to get i think they want them to pay and it's it's one of these things like do you have enough evidence to get them for five years or do you lower the charges knowing you're going to get a conviction or cut a deal and they go eight months to a year I mean, you're talking hundreds of people thousands i don't know 500 people 500 people have been have been charged i think i think certainly if you've if, if, if you're one of those who went into certain areas, who committed violence inside, who vandalized, uh, who, you know, was, was part of the organi- organization, the premeditation of it, I think you should pay a steep price. If it's true that this person kind of was just there and everyone started going in and he went in. Throw the book. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, well, I do agree. I mean, I think I think. No, what, no I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. I just I don't know what the you know, the law gets and the sentencing things get get wonky. Right. Yeah. Well, they do. They do. I mean, just giving my own personal opinion, I think that everybody involved should get the the harshest penalty. And seems like eight months is not that much. And, you know, I think we all know if he goes in and it's good behavior, he'll probably be out in like five months. So, you know, um, I, I, yeah. I'd like to see severer punishments, but we might for people like the QAnon shaman and some of the other people yeah, that like and the led. people who like they know were there to commit the act, not just kind of got caught up in it. Right.
Um, what else do you want to cover? Um, you know, unruly passengers continue to be an issue for airlines. Um, Bill Burr, obviously going after CNN, kind of going yeah. after all <laughs> networks. So I don't know, you know. Yeah, well, I think he went after him for trying to keep Trump in the press and yeah. making it about Trump. and a, a, Basically kind of mentioning CNN, but then sort of talking about all the, the news outlets. So I don't know if you want to comment on that or not, but he, you know, I don't know why, I mean, he got, that was on his podcast and seemed to like trend for two days on Twitter. Yeah. He went, he went, he went off. Um, I think it was like curse. He was cursing a fair amount about that. Well, and what are you gonna, we need ratings. What are you going to do? I mean, it's, it's about yeah. ratings. We got to get people to tune in. We need outrage. We need outrage. I think that's what we're going to start doing on Fox 5. We're just going to start cursing on air and outrage. <laughs> Tucker Barnes with outrageous, with outrageous yeah, weather. Yeah, so, uh, no, it's crazy. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been a crazy week. Um, hey, what about the British Open? I know you were going to watch. I don't know this guy at all. Is it C- a Colin Marikawi? So, uh, Marikawa. Marikawa. Yeah, so now he's a two-time major. He's he's only been eight ma- in eight majors. He's won two of them. Okay. So his, his his ratio is pretty damn good at 25%. Every fourth major he enters, he wins. Uh, he, I mean, he's an absolute stud. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's just a great, great player. I mean, he is, his, his swing is pure. He's, uh, he you know, if he stays healthy, he's going to win – quite quite often okay yeah i hadn't i i mean i don't follow golf so i had not heard of him but obviously yeah, he, won, he won the pga i think it was did he win he won the COVID pga i think or yeah so he's he's won now so now he's won the pga and the open it's not called the british open anymore so oh. let's get it right sorry the it's open. called the open championship the opens okay okay the yeah, open you know, they don't want british in there well, speaking of British, they, they do play other places in Europe. The Open. Uh, I got one more question for you. Do yes. you give two shits about Prince Harry <laughs> writing a memoir Ugh. valued at potentially twenty million dollars, <sighs> revealing all about the royal family? Will you be pre-ordering on Amazon? Um, I will not be pre-ordering. I don't give five of what you just said. <laughs> um, <laughs> so sick of them both. Um, the whole royal thing, you know me, I was never, like, could care less. Um, we need Angie Goff, really, to weigh in on this. care less, I should say. Don't yeah, care. Don't care. Zero care. Big headline yesterday that he's going to reveal all about the uh, royal family. And uh, you know what? potentially... First of 20... all, if he does that, shame on him. Second of all, you know what? He He's who he is because of the royal family. He would True. honestly not be much without it. Um, good point, good no, point. I, I don't mean that. Like he'd be Harry. Like who cares? You're a, you he'd know. be like all of us. It'd be like anybody yeah. else on the yeah. street. He'd be, be like, like Pat and Sarah. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, so you know what? Just just go go and do what you want to do. Right? He's showing it. He's showing it's all about making money, and you know. Do you find it interesting? I had a lot of empathy for them when they did the Oprah interview about the press. Yet. All they do now is media. So they're writing yeah, I, a tell-all book. Yeah, I, I, I don't feel about that. Listen, I think she was probably treated wrong. She was probably wronged. You know, you know. I think there was, listen, to think the royal family is probably not a little racist or, you know. Sure, oh, of course, right. Or, or pretentious or exclusive club, of course. Elitist, yes. Yeah, right. But, and so I felt bad on that level. 
for her. But beyond that, I don't care about him. I mean, you grew up in this, like, stop. Well, I find it fascinating, you know, that they, it's always interesting, you know, they were hounded by the press, hounded by, they had to move here, yet they continue, yet they launch a podcast network where you need media to cover it. Now he's written, a, now he's going to write a tell-all, which people, which yeah. is just going to be a media frenzy. Uh, do you want the spotlight or do you not? I thought you moved to California to get away. Seems like, yeah. uh, so I'm yeah. confused. Well, don't be, <laughs> and don't be surprised. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right, uh, Patrick. As always, we have, we cover a ton. As always, Is- yeah. So uh, that's about it. I think we had a. We were going on like forty minutes here. Though. Forty minutes. We could go on and on. Eventually, we're going to do a podcast again live in our new podcast studio. But until then, where can people? Oh, you know what we didn't talk about, and I I hope you're doing okay. You guys finally had a ceremony in person for your dad. Oh who yeah, passed away. Was, uh, so yeah, Saturday we actually finally were able to. To a to a memorial mass and then a luncheon after uh, we had about 125 people. Wow! Yeah, we had to do like an invite thing because of you know it was planned for a few months with COVID and and the the, the place could only hold that many people. But um, very nice, you know. I I did the eulogy at the luncheon and you did it, wow. it went well. And then my my sister did a poem, and then uh, my dad's best friend for 66 years my godfather uh he kind of got up and did like a retrospective on how they became friends 66 years ago and how they did everything together and yeah you know what it was it was i saw people i haven't seen in long long time obviously you know most people i didn't see through covid but even you know some of the people who came 10 12 20 years so anyway very deserving. It was nice to have it. Um, and, you know, kind of low closure, which, yeah. which, was, which was good. Uh, but on a, on a different note, you know, anytime now I go to a wedding and I haven't been to a wedding in a while, but or a funeral, mass, whatever. So I always used to think like it was tears of old people, right? You had the old, old people, the people in the 70s and 80s, yeah. know, barely walking, you know. Then there was that next tier the parents and the older people. Then it was like us who had kids, you know, and then the kids and then babies, right? We're I'm in the second highest tier now. Like I'm the old guy with, you know, kids who are going to maybe be getting married and have kids. You're young when, though. I feel like you're right? going through a midlife but, crisis. But when did that happen? I, I, I feel like you're young though. I think, you're I looking- think you're still in the third tier. Okay, well, so you think I'll have a maybe I'll have like a moment when I come become the second I think in tw- I think in fifteen years, you know, twenty years when you're at a wedding, you might have a moment. Seems like you're doing some real self reflections because you you no bring, not you, really okay. I don't, no. <laughs> okay. I was just it was some, no I don't I don't really do that. It oh. was more of an observation. Sorry, that was it. Okay, well, just an observation. Well, how what is that? Is it just like, are you really thinking about this or you just have uh, noticed it? I was just it, looking it just... around. I'm like, we're the second group now. I was always in that. I always thought I'd still be in that third group, you know. Now I'm in the second group. Dude, get Botox. Pretty soon, pretty soon heading toward that top group, which is not the group you want to be in. I think it's you time know? for you to get Botox, buy a Ferrari. Like, just, you know, go all out. Oh, by the way, real quick. This is going to sound so, t- so, you know, I have the Peloton tread and the Peloton bike, right? Okay. Yeah. 
So I went out and I made a purchase. I did some research and I got the, so I loved rowing. Okay. When I used to go to Orange Theory. Stopped going to Orange Theory through COVID and never went back because I created this workout room in my basement. So it has the two Peloton things and some weights and stuff. So I got the Hydro Rower. Is this by call, Peloton or who puts no, this out? No, it's not, but it's, they call it the Peloton of Rowers. Okay. This thing is so great. It's sleek. It's magnetic rowing. Um, video, like, you know, people rowing in front of you and so you can follow along. Fantastic. Wow. So you're like rowing? Yeah. So I, I rode twice. I rowed this morning and, um, you know, I'm in shape again now. One, one row. Wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> One row, and I'm like, good. Damn. All right. I got to look in. I never even heard of that. Yeah. All right, Patrick. Feeling good. Hydro row. Yeah. And they're not paying me to say that. This is not sponsored by Hydro. <laughs> Although, maybe we could sell it. We should. Hey, we should sell an endorsement. Sarah, we need to get some endorsements. Uh, look. You know what? You got to hire me for sales. But see, you don't want to hire me because I want a base I salary. I tried to, and you... Oh, no, you want to I, tell that story on the podcast? I want, I want a base salary plus commission. I so want. Let, do, Sarah, do you want to tell that story on the podcast where I we I offered you a full time job, great, and you wanted it, and then you came back and said, "Oh, sorry, I don't want it." Okay, well, I did do that. Yes, you're right. But, <laughs> but that's, yeah, because that's because I, you know me. I want to do a crazy show on Fox. You know, I okay. want to do a crazy you talk show. Done that. I want to talk about you know divorced people that got divorced during the pandemic and are now growing medical marijuana. You know, like I want to do that kind so of for a all show. those fans out there that reach out to me on a daily basis and say, "Why isn't Sarah full time at Fox Five? You now have the answer. By the no, way, no one's reaching because, out to me and saying that. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> You won't let me do what I want to do. You know, I mean, you have what? Okay. I want to have a crazy show, you know, like, and then we have the woman on whose son's her butthole. Like I want to do that okay, type well, of a show. Okay. We exactly. Are, we do, no, we could say that on this thing, but we do have FCC guidelines, Sarah. Or I want to do the phrase factor and do like the anti-woke Democrat show. I will. I, I kind of. Want to, uh, that would be great. I'll pitch you know, that I to the network. I think you and I, I think you and I will get the Scipio and one other, we'll get your uh, co-host there. And I think we need a primetime show. Preempt the network. I think we preempt the Olympics. And um, hey, you're the one that can make these calls. You know, I mean, I, I just don't think you can do it. Like you ha still have a legit reputation. I have no, no reputation. No, no, <laughs> oh, that, yours has gone downhill. That's okay. long gone. <laughs> OK, well, yeah. I think that we should go out with a bang then. Yes. Yeah, let's gone. do it. I'm ready. Uh, let's not let's not root for that. I don't need to go out with anything. Okay, yet. you're no. You have a legit gig. I feel like some things are going to pop in the future. We're gonna we're gonna do something. Right, we're gonna be good. Okay. All right, I gotta jump. This is way too long. Victoria's Bye. gonna freak out. I know she does not want to listen this long. Thing. Okay, no. uh, Patrick, right. where can people follow you? Fox five, uh, Fox five GM, Fox GM, well, Fox five GM DC. <laughs> Sorry, Bye. just follow me. Who yes, cares? Bye. Bye.